Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything House Music and More. And today's guest is no other than the voice of the house music anthem. I believe the uh, the most known house record in the world. Curtis McLean. Curtis McLean, how you doing today, brother? I'm good, Mo. How about you, man? I am well, man. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate this, man. Uh, so, Mo, uh, thank you for having me, brother. Oh, no, but come I, on, man. You're a legend, man. You know how we got to do. All right, let's just get into it, okay? Okay. All right, Kurt. How did you discover house music? Um, well, house music kind of discovered me. Okay. Um, um, I, 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 at the particular time, I knew nothing about house music when it was introduced to me, and I sprung into it um, with Marshall Jefferson. Um, Okay. We were working at the post office. and uh, Oh, yeah, I was working at the post office, right. post office together. We worked okay. at the post office. Oh, I met Marshall in 1982. Okay. And 1985, we was we was cutting records. Um, um, got Bought this equipment. And, you know, because I used to sing when I was at the post office. But we were singing Top 40 stuff. And, you know, um, he was like, oh, man, dude. He's like, we can get this equipment. Uh-huh. And... Uh, we can make our own records. Right. So, what what type of equipment did you buy at that time? Um, we got the the Yamaha QX1. Okay. Uh, he bought two JX8Ps, rolling JX8Ps. Oh wow. Um, he brought the Prophet 2000. Okay. Um, the rolling 707, the 808. Right. Um, I'm not sure if he bought that TB303 with when we co-signed right, right. for him to get this equipment. So that was that was just a, just the first rip when y'all did that, huh? Right. That's oh, wow. what those were the keyboards that we used when when we did move your body. Right. Um so um and that that was it and got the equipment. <clears throat> he started writing tunes and right. came to work one night, he said, dude, I wrote a song. Let's we're going in the studio to record it when we get off. And, wow. Okay. And we went in the studio that morning. Um, I want to say it was an early fall day in 1985. 1985. Okay. And um, after we recorded it that morning, um, he took it down to the music box. Oh, so you did go down to the music box at the time? No, he went to the music box. Oh, he box. did? He went to the music okay. box. Okay. And now that's, that's when y'all cut Move Your Body. When we cut Move Your Body, we did it in an eight-track studio, okay. um, Lido Studio. He had right. an uh, eight-track studio on the west side of Chicago. And when we cut it that morning, he took it to the music box that night. Right. And they say Ron Hardy played it like six times back to back. Wow. But now after we got done recording it, because, you know, we were like used to like you know, changes and bridges and, right, you know, right, right, stuff right. in our music and, you know, just that dan 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 Right. And it, the music didn't change, so... So, so let me... Ask, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have you go on, but my second question was part... The part two of that was, were you involved in that house culture before Move Your Body? No. So no. You, you didn't know nothing knew, about it? I knew nothing about the music box. I knew nothing about the power plant, wow. the warehouse. I knew nothing about those places. So was you, were you a teenager or were you, you know? No, we older? were young adults. We were young adults. Okay, young adults right. at the we time. We were young adults, yeah. Wow. So you connected with Marshall through the post office. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so go ahead. So once once y'all recorded that, the uh, you know, once you got all the equipment and you recorded that, Marshall took it to the music box. Music box. Right. Ron Hardy Gave played it. Gave it to Ron Hardy. Right. And Ron Hardy played it. So, now was it 
just a Marshall Jeff- Jefferson featuring Curtis McLean, or what? What was it? No, it okay. was just a track. It was crazy because, um, like I say, Marshall stopped coming to work, and you know he was out pounding the pavement promoting the cut. Right. He stopped coming to work. Okay. And just recently found out in past years that you know Marshall was going around claiming that he was the artist of the song. Right. Which the artist was on the house. Right. The, the name so so the, the artist at the time was on the house. Right. It, it wasn't was, Marshall it Jefferson. It wasn't Marshall Jefferson. Wow. It okay. was on the house. Okay. So. That was the name of your group. That was the name of the group. Okay. I named the group on the house. Okay. And it was, with, on the house consisted of myself, Tom Carr, and Rudy Forbes. Rudy Forbes. Okay. Right. Marshall was the writer. Okay. Okay. So, um, after the cut started, circulating all over the world off of a cassette tape. Right. Marshall came to me and said, well, man, dude, he was like, look like we got a hit on our hands. What you think about having it pressed up? Oh, wow. I said, well, do what you got to do, man. So when you, when you finished Move Your Body, did you know it was going to be that impactful? No. Really? No, I didn't like it. You didn't like it at all? I didn't like it. Wow. I told him, don't let nobody hear it. Really? I told Marshall, I said, don't let nobody hear that. Right. And he was like, dude, you don't like it? I said, just don't let nobody hear that. It wasn't that I didn't like it. Right. I didn't like the vocals, the the voice that he had me use to sing it because, you know, I want to do some Marvin Gaye, you know, right. type. You right, know, right, right. You wanted to right. I want house right. music. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then, like I say, actually, when I recorded it, I recorded it that way. Oh, really? I recorded the first the first take. I recorded it in a smooth R and B voice. Wow. And he was like, "No, dude, no, 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 no." He was right. like, man, he's like, hit it. Right. And so Tom was like, oh, he wants to hear that twang in your voice. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, man. And I, keep in mind, we worked the night shift, 12.06 to 8.36. Right. So I had been up all night. And, well, we all had been up all night. Right. You know, they say a vocalist. Yeah. You know, that's just something. So that was it a one do. take like when you did it? Just it was one a take? one take. Wow. After I, after I, I couldn't get the drum roll. I, I, okay. Like I say, I didn't know house music, you know. Right, it right, was the right. way he had that piano solo and then... Tong, tong, so, yeah, tong, speaking of that piano, is one of the unique things that don't move your body is the intro, that piano right. intro. Really for Were you nervous that or did you know that it was going to work out or not? Was you nervous about that? I, you know, Mo, it took us... Six months of traveling on the road doing shows, right? Okay. And after six months, I was like, maybe this is a hit. Because <laughs> I was like, right. I, w- I was dumbfounded. So the day... Wait, go go back. You said, who who did the keyboard intro to that? Rudy Forbes. Rudy Forbes. Rudy Forbes. I thought it was Jerry C. King or something like that. No, 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 no. Jerry did the... The remake version. Ah, That's okay, Rudy okay. on the original. Okay, May he rest in he peace. He mentioned that to me right. that he did. I'm like, I didn't know he went back that far. Okay. Right. No, that so, was Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford. Okay. Right. Yep. So y'all did that. So, uh, uh, so at that time, what was it like working with Marshall Jefferson? Ah. Uh, Marshall had his ear to the ground. He knew what the um, the club wanted to hear. Right. I mean, and, and it was like. But we all were creating yeah. music. Now, did you guys hang out at the time? Like, was y'all buddies that like, hang out after the post office? Or Well, yeah, me and Marshall, yeah. we was pretty close. Okay. Because, like I say, we were like the two youngest on the machine. Right. So that was the thing that we had in common. We was the two youngest on the machine. We both stayed south. Um, 
I bowled, he bowled, I played chess, he played chess. Oh, wow. Now, the thing that he didn't do, he didn't DJ. He okay. wasn't a DJ right, until yeah, right until, until he met right. me and my boy Brian, who was another 60659 employee, right. um, when they would send me down to four, and me and Brian would sit up and talk about DJing, and Marshall couldn't relate. Right. Right. So he got into DJing so he could relate to the ah, conversations that we was okay. having and stuff. You know? Okay. So the business of Move Your Body was messed up. We all, I think oh, we it all was, know that. It was, it was it So was if, if you're in front of a judge right now, tell your side of the story, Curtis. Um, If I'm in front of a judge. Yeah, right now. And you got to tell your, your side of the story. What would it be? Um, I guess, you know, I would um, build a case on identity theft, I guess, because, you know, it's like he stole my identity, you know. Wow. Um, Move Your Body came out. He came to me and said, well, dude, we got a hit. We had, what you think about having it pressed up? I said, well, yeah. Well, we going to put it out as. Right. I said, we'll put it out as the group's name on the house. Okay. Move Your Body came out, Marshall Jefferson. I'm like, I thought we said we was going to put it out on the house. Right. Oh, I told Larry Sherman to put the group's name on there. Well, you know, Larry did was synonymous for doing that. Like, you know, you tell him something, then he'll put it out himself. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's documentation that okay. says something else. Right. I'm not going to get into that right now. But okay. there's documentation that says something else. And oh, wow. that's not how it, you know. But so we go marching down to Tracks Records. And um, <clears throat> we was like, what's with this Marshall Jefferson trash? Right. Oh, well, Marshall told me to put the group's name on there, but I felt it was time for him to get his name out there. Mm. So my whole thing was, what about everybody else? Right. Where the credit? Where's the credit for everybody else for what they did? Right. You know, um, if you go and look at any label, yeah. tracks or DJ International, then you will not see featuring Curtis McLean on either one of those labels. So, Move Your Body was on tracks and DJ International. We okay. We were recording the twenty-four track version for Rocky Jones. Oh wow! Before the tracks records version came out, because Larry didn't want to press up move your body because he told Mars he was like that's not house music wow. so um these um promoters from the UK came and they interviewed us while we were in the studio recording the 24 track version for for Rocky right they set up a tour um now move your body was circulating on a cassette tape at this particular time okay it was over in the UK off okay. a cassette tape they right. came to interviews who is these guys that made move your body Right. So they came, they met us, they set up a tour. Okay. So Larry told him, said, move your body, it's not house music. He, he said, I will take you to every club that's playing house music, you will not hear move your body. He said it wasn't house music. He said it wasn't house music. Even though it said the house music anthem. Right. Wow. So he took the guys from the UK out Friday night, every club he took them to, move your body was played. Right. Took them out Saturday night, every club. Move Your Body was being played. He came into that pressing plant on a Sunday. You know, Larry never came to the city on a Sunday. Right. He came in, opened up that pressing plant Sunday, and was pressing up Move Your Bodies. Before Rocky did. Before Rocky. So when Rocky's version came out, he put a cease and desist order for Rocky to take his off the shelves because he claimed he owned the rights to Move now, Your Body. Now, I never knew that Move Your Body was on DJ International. I never got a we copy did a of that. We did a 24-track version of Move Your Body for uh, DJ International. Wow. 
Yep. And that was like in February. So you guys signed to DJ International? No. 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 The only one that signed was Marshall. Nobody, we, well, we was doing this. Right. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, we were a struggling garage band looking right. for a deal. We was four guys that worked at the post office that just had fun going to the studio recording these songs and seeing how people was responding. Right. So it was like we never thought in our wildest dreams that this stuff was going to be pressed up on wax. Right. And promoters would have been calling us talking about, oh, we need you guys to come out and do a show. We was like, what? Right. So at that time, did you have any managers, attorneys like, uh, you you knew Dwayne Powell, right? Was he was he a manager back in the day? Yeah, that was Marshall's manager. Okay. Okay. Um, and I had no use for the guy. Okay. I had no use for him, right. and I told Marshall that. Yeah. Marshall called me up one day and he said, um, he said, "Dude, you want to get a record deal?" I said, "Yeah, why not?" So he said, "Go down and see this guy, right?" Right. So I go down to see the guy, and he's talking crazy to me. Okay. And so me and Rudy, I called Rudy up. I said, hey, man, Marshall said this guy can get us a record deal. So we go down there. So he's telling us he's going to give us four points to split. Now, Move Your Body was on Billboard's chart right. at the particular time. Okay. This was 1980? 1986. 1986, okay. 1986. Move right. Your Body was on the charts. Right. <clears throat> so he told me, and I'm not going to mention the other artist's name, but he was going to give them unknown, right. had not released a song. Right. Um, five points off the top. Off the top. After, after you had like the, the, we got the record the, on the charts already. We, we on the charts. And I said, wait a minute. I said, hold on. I said, we got a track that's charting on Billboard and you're going right. to tell us you're going to give us four points to split and right. you're giving the unknown five points? Right. Oh, well, see, Kurt, what you fail to understand is sex sales. I said, no. I said, I get that. Right. I said, I get that. Right. I said, but you know what? I said, you can't see no titties over the radio. Right. And I looked at Rudy. I said, hey, man. I'm like, you ready to go? Me and Rudy left. Marshall called me that evening. Right. Asked me, how did it go? I said, I don't want no dealings with that guy. I do not want him in my affairs. Right. In the conversation. He didn't ask me what happened. I didn't that tell him it. what happened. That was it. Okay. Okay. So okay. after that, we did the um, the European tour in, in March of 87. So you did do a European we, tour. Uh, right. I did do okay. it. Right. Now, first. did you, you go on, you went on tour by yourself or with Marshall? No, with Marshall. Okay. The group went. It, Larry turned the, the tour into a tracks records review. I, 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 could, I can imagine right. that. Right. Yes. He turned it into, because they were interviewing us and one of the promoters came and told me, said, Curtis, we're trying to book a soul for you. We're trying to book a tour right. for you guys. So when, when the Move Your Body was on the charts, that that was coming from tracks records, not DJ International. No, right? that was coming from tracks. Okay. That was coming from tracks. All right. Okay, but then we did, we did pleasure control. So the follow up from Will Your Body was pleasure control. pleasure control, pleasure control, and that was on the house, correct? Right, that was on the house okay. featuring Curtis McLean. The reason why I was featuring Curtis McLean was because I said my name in pleasure control. Right, you know what I say? Yeah, you know who I am, baby. Right. I'm Curtis McLean. Right, you know, right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So that's how wow. my name got put on that label, but. I think because it was the two different voices that I used. See, a lot of people didn't realize that the same guy, the same pleasure control, same move your body. Everybody thought it was two separate guys. Wow. And nobody put it together that the same guy, the same move your body, same pleasure control. Wow. And at that time, pleasure control right. was bigger than move your body. Really? Pleasure control. When pleasure control came out, it was bigger than move your body. 
Now, did you did you have some dealings in writing that pleasure control, or no, it was just Marshall? No, it was, everything was Marshall. Now, when okay. we did the the UK tour, right, we did a um, we did an interview at the radio, okay, um, the BBC, right, and we sitting around the round table. The the radio jock says, "Okay, everybody introduce themselves," right. right? And so it was like maybe two or three guys before me and Marshall. So Marshall was in front of me, so he's like Marshall Jefferson. Right. The radio jocked and said, oh, wait a minute, move your body. I was right behind Marshall. I said, Curtis McClain. He said, oh, pleasure control. I said, y'all got that over here? Right. He said, oh, that's a big hit over here. It turned into a mini interview when I said my name. The, right. the radio jock was like, Curtis, how did you come up with, with, with pleasure control? And I said, well, Marshall wrote it. Right. He said, well, Marshall, how did you come up with pleasure control? He said, well, man, he's like, when me and dude be like hanging out, he said, we'll go to like a fast food restaurant. He said, I'll walk in. He's like, little cashiers be like, yeah, what do you want? Right. He said, dude, walk in. He's like, they running, you know, waving them down to their register and stuff. Right. And I said, oh, wow. I said, I didn't know I was the inspiration, but I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> right. But then we did Canada. Right. Same thing, man. It was like when the promoters picked us up from the airport. We was waiting on the carousel for our luggage, and all the promoters came and introduced themselves. And when I said Curtis McLean, man, it's like they, oh, I've been yeah. dying to meet you. Right, like, right, right. Wow. I'm like, okay. So wow. So how long were you on tour for with, with Move Your Body? I toured before I left. A lot of people don't know this either, Mo. I left for 20 years. Really? I left house music for 20 years, yeah. So the, um, doing Move Your Body? Doing, I left on the second, on the brink of the second European with tour. pleasure control. For for the whole okay by this time, we had let's get busy. Okay, that that was the third single from. No no no, let's get busy was the fifth single. That was the fifth. Also, move so your was, body was first. Pleasure so let control. me ask you some. All these records released came from on tracks records at the time. It was all on all tracks. except pleasure control. Pleasure, pleasure control, control came on. out on Bright Star. Bright Star. Bright Star. Pleasure oh, control okay. came out on Bright Star. Now who who was running Bright Star at the time? Bray Barney. Ray Barney. Ray Barney. Okay. You know, my okay. buddy, Ray Barney. Right. And, wow. Uh, right. So why didn't uh, Pleasure Control come out on Tracks Records? Well, Ray heard it and Ray wanted it. Okay. Ray wanted it. Um, and I think that because I didn't use that voice, you know, them screaming vocals. Right. You used um, to be real smooth. Right. I got your pleasure. You know. Right. And it was real smooth and Ray heard and he's like, I want Pleasure Control. Right. So Ray got pleasure control. Um, but like I say, we did Give Me Back the Love. Right. Um, after Ride the Rhythm, we did Give Me Back the Love. Then we did Let's Get Busy. Right. And um, So during this time, nobody came to y'all like, let's do an album. Well, we were working on an album. Oh, you was Okay, now here's the crazy part about all of this, working okay. on the album. All right. Okay, we were in the studio. Um, we had about five or six cuts. Right. Um, that was... But... He started giving the music to Larry Sherman. Give Me Back the Love was, you know, one of the songs that we worked on. Right. And when we finished that, it came out on Tracks Records. I'm like, I thought we was working on an album to get it. I'm saying to myself, I'm not saying it to him. Right, right, right. But then I'm hearing all of this stuff about Larry Sherman was calling labels saying that I was signed to Tracks Records. Okay. I wasn't signed to Tracks Records. And he has no contract with you. No contract. He now he gotta, he did a contract with me, right? But he put a stipulation in the contract that said, if I'm not paid 
by this date, the contract was null and void. Right. You know, Larry Sherman was notorious with writing rubber checks. Right. He exactly. wrote a rubber check. Okay. Larry didn't want dealings with me. Larry right. didn't like me, and I didn't like Larry. Right. He did that, um, I guess, to make it look good right. or That's whatever. That's Larry Sherman from Trash right. Records. You right. know, to make it look good and, um, right. you know, like, well, I tried, but, you know, he knew it was, it was going to fail. Right. So then... It was just so much crazy stuff. All I heard throughout trying to have a career is what I couldn't do. Right. I couldn't use the name on the house because Larry said he owned the oh, name wow. on the house. Okay. But that's another story. Right. So, so when story. all this happened, that's when you took your 20-year stench to leave, leave, leave house? Well, no. Okay. Now, back to his manager. Right. Okay. Which is Dwayne Powell. Which is Dwayne Powell. Okay. Dwayne Powell was taking 20% off the top. Okay. Which means he was taking 20% of my money. Correct. And I told Marshall, I said, he's not, I don't have a contract with him. He's taking 20% of my money. I'm like, call your manager off, man. I can't do that, dude. That's my manager. I said, that's your manager, not mine. Right. I'm like, he's not entitled. So he took 20% off the top of off everything which I was making. Everything. Without getting your cut first. Without and getting my give, and right. then right. Without not taking the cut from Marshall. Right. He took the cut from everybody. Correct. Which means you taking twenty percent of right. my money and you don't have a contract. You you managing right. me maybe. Exactly. Also, right. right. But it was doing nothing for me. And the, the crazy part about it, the money that he was taking twenty percent of was money that I generated. Wow. From the shows. We were booked off the strength of my performance. Right. Dwayne Powell had nothing to do with that. Oh he God. wasn't booking our shows. We had two booking agents in, in New York. Okay. Norby Walters was one of them. I can't remember the other one. Okay. I think it was East Side something or something. Okay. But we had two booking agents right. that were booking shows for us. Wow. Dwayne Powell wasn't booking shows for us. So what was you doing that entitling you to 20% of right. anybody's money? Right. I generated the shows. Wow. Okay. So when the second European tour came, me and Marshall had this conversation. Dwayne had came in. And this was, just, was like 1988 or 1989? 1989. Okay. I want to say 89. All right. Whenever that second European tour that I didn't go on right. happened, that's when I left. So I called, Marshall called me and was talking about the tour. I said, hey, man, call your manager off. Dude, that's my manager. I said, I said, call him off. He said, I can't do it. I said, okay, I'm out. Right. He called his manager. And told him, said, dude, said he ain't going on the tour. So his manager called me, and I said, um, he said, are you going on the tour? I said, are you involved? He said, yes, I am. I said, then no, I'm not going. He said, fine, we'll find somebody else and hung up the phone in my face. Oh, my goodness. So somebody was performing your record while, you, while they was on tour. Did you ever find out who it was? <laughs> it was Marshall. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing, Mo. Okay. I was about to call him back. And say, wait a minute. <clears throat> do you think they calling him back over there because his name is Marshall Jefferson? Or do you think they calling him back over there because of what they saw in March of 87? Right. Because what they saw in March of 87 was the Curtis McLean show. Right. Marshall was a non-factor. Mm. He was a non-factor. And they all knew it. Right. But because I wouldn't sign. Oh, let me back up for a minute. Okay. So when... I told him, we okay, after we did the first tour in March of 87, right. we came back 
Now okay. we're doing shows on the East Coast again. Right. So me and Marshall, we on the plane, and I'm looking at the itinerary. I see his name, his manager's name at the bottom of the itinerary. Right. I'm like, what is your manager's name doing on this itinerary? Huh? Oh, oh, he, he, he paid for the hotel rooms, dude. Oh, wow. I said, I done told you. I said, I done told you. Okay, so he must have told his manager, back off. You know, dude saw your name right. on the itinerary. He went ballistic. Right. So he calls an emergency meeting. Who is that, Marshall Dwayne, or Dwayne? Okay, Dwayne, Dwayne, Powell. Dwayne calls emergency meeting. Okay. Uh, he wants me to sign or, you know, give him the, the okay to represent him. So we go down there, and so he says, um, he said, well, Curtis, I want to be a part of this. I said, I, I said, you know what, Dwayne? I said, um, I said, my first impression of you, oh, now you holding grudges. I said, no, I'm not holding grudges. I said, right. you showed me that you didn't have my best interests at heart. I said, I have no use for you. Hmm. I said, I don't even know why I'm down here. Right. So I stood up. When I stood up, everybody at the table stood up. Hmm. He running around there, cutting off lights, locking doors. So he followed me like three blocks downtown. Right. And so he says, um, Curtis, what you gonna do? I said, Dwayne, I told you I have no use for you, man. Right. But I wanna be a part of it. So he's badgering me, man. Right. So I stopped in my tracks and he was walking so close to me, almost bumped into me. I turned around, I said, I tell you what. I said, I'll give you 1%. Okay. He said, I won't do it for less than 15. I said, then guess what? You won't be doing it. Oh wow. And I walked away. So after that, then he started pulling the Marshall Jefferson card. Oh, they riding off your coattail and all this. So they try to put y'all two together at, at both ends and right. just you break you right. guys up. Then like he that. was like coming in talking about a 60-40 split. Marshall was going to get 40% and me and Rudy was going to split 60. I'm like, how is you going to give him part 40? of the whole group of On the House? Right. Well, okay. Marshall was never part of On the House. It's just you two. Just you me. Well, Tom. Okay. Tom was a part. Okay. But once they was like... But like I say, we never knew this stuff was going to happen, man. Right, uh, right, when right, right. promoters from New York, man, yeah, was yeah. calling us, man. We didn't know about, about the music business at the time. Exactly. Right. We, we, like I say, we were just four guys from the post office right. that was going in the studio writing these, you know, recording these songs that he was writing. And right. we just thought we was going to be going down so, to the music so, box. So during this time, did, did you ever go down to like the power plant music box or anything like that? Because I okay, well, it was no. before the warehouse, so you didn't go there. So. Right, right. Right. Well, no, after we started performing, that's the most time I've, I've ever hung out in a club when we started. I've, I've never been a clubber, okay. you know what I'm saying? Wow. Even when I was, you know, um, a kid, you know, a teenager and stuff. Right. Like the Mendo days and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never went never to Mendo. Yeah. You know, I just. So you wasn't in the club head, just working? No, I mean, just... no, we went to house parties. You know, right, we right. had house parties in our neighborhood. I yeah. went to those. And I, I, I could dance back then, right. you know. But, um, wow. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Get out of here. Right. So, um, we um like I say once we started doing shows, yeah. then like I say, and it was so much crazy stuff going on because everybody was claiming that they made move your body. Everybody, we we didn't have no press kits made or nothing, so people so they had didn't no know. pictures and nothing. Nothing. Like that, right? We had none of that. Like I say, we was like yeah. having fun. Yeah, yeah, you know. So the word had got out. So Marshall, okay, we going back to when move your body when he kept bugging me about coming down to the music box. Right. And so um, I'm like, man, come on. 
So I got tired of him. So I said, told Tom, I said, hey, man, I said, I'm tired of him bugging me about coming down to the, uh, to the music box, you know, to see how they responded to the cut. Right. I said, let's go down there. So I had got the weekend off. Right. We go down there. We looking for a parking spot. We see these three young ladies, man, just in their car, man, just right. going crazy. Right, 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 right. right. And so I told Tom, I said, man, turn your radio down, man. I'm like, listen to what they listening to. They was listening to Move Your Body. I thought they was listening to it in their car. Right, right. I didn't know the music was coming out the music box. Out the box. music box. So, so, so pause right there for a second. So, because that record has a lot of history. So, knowing that, you know, it was getting played on radio too at the time with the Hot Mix 5. WMA, right, exactly. What was your feeling at the time when you first heard that record on the radio? I was coming from Ford City <clears throat> and afternoon, right. you know, it was the lunch mix. Okay. Group of kids had a boom box. Right. Like West West on 79th Street. Okay. And I'm playing the mix on my radio in the car. Right. Move your body on. These guys, well, guys and females. Right. Set their boom box down on the sidewalk, and I mean, they were getting it, man. Wow. And soon as they mixed in the next cut, man, they picked up their boom box, and man. It and broke out, right? Just broke. So now, but that wasn't the moment. Okay. The moment is when we actually went down to the music box. Okay. And, um, like I say, we was riding around looking for a parking spot. Right. So, when we finally got in the music box, Marshall was in the DJ booth. He said, man, dude, Ron just got through playing it. I'm like, oh, man. So Ron looked over and saw me in there, right? Right, right. Put it right back on. Wow. Dun, 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 dun. Man, when that drum roll came in, man, and I said, got to have house, man. Right. You couldn't hear nothing else. The most famous saying on the house record, I think, to this day is that could, could not hear the music. Wow. The roar was so loud, you could not hear the music. I walked out the DJ booth shaking my head. I was like, I do not believe this. Right. So Marshall and Tom came out behind me. Right. So these three guys was walking past, and so it's like Marshall was like, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. I want to introduce you to these guys. He's like, these are the guys that made Move Your Body. So it was a young lady in earshot. Right. She's like, what did you just say? And Marshall was like, these are the guys that made Move Your Body. So she pointed at me. She's like, you made Move Your Body? Right. So Tom stood in, me, in front of me like to block me like, yeah, baby, that's us. <laughs> right. So she took her left hand and uh -huh. moved him out the way and extended her right hand to shake my hand and say, congratulations, you got a hit record. Wow. I say, well, thank you. I appreciate that and stuff, you know. Nice. Unbelievable mode. Yeah, when yeah, yeah. I saw that react, because Marshall had been telling me for months, right. dude, right. come down to the music box to see how they responded to this yeah. cut. And I'm like, Psh. Man. I mean, that's just, it's just, it, it was, man, it's, it's, like you said, you part of that history. Um, nobody can take it away. Right. Uh, I think it's one of the, for the house records, the most sample one because everybody yeah. used the riff. Right. Um, and your voice is just so synonymous of house music, man, because yeah. it's unique. Exactly. Right. And right. Now, let me ask you something. The version that's on tracks and the version you did with DJ International, was it completely different? It was basically the same. Right. On the, the tracks, I mean, on the DJ International version, you hear a lot of Rudy doing ad-libs. Okay. Now, like I say, everybody in the group, now Tom, 
you know that little part. You got to move your body. Yeah. Tom came up with that. Oh wow. Tom and when when Ron came, Ron Hardy came to do the mix on it. Right. We were standing outside the basement door. So Ron Hardy came and mixed right. the new body, right? Right. He came right. to the eight track studio, the basement studio where we recorded it. He came and did the mix on it. Right. So we were standing outside the basement door. So while the track was playing, Tom just said, "You got to move your body, yeah." And then I came with a harmony positive. Right. Move your body, yeah. I'm real hoarse right now. Right, right. But I did the, the harmony part, right? Right. So Ron heard us doing He's like, Kurt. He said, why don't y'all sing that while I'm doing the mix? Oh, so that was all live. Yeah, we were singing that live. So Adonis had this young lady there with him. Right. And so Adonis came and said, dude. He said, y'all might want a female's voice on that part. He's like, right. I got this young lady. She says she can sing a little bit. You might want to put on this part. Do you know that? Do you know her name? Uh, her name is on on the, uh, the credits. Tracks, right? It's in okay. the credits. Off okay. one of the mixes off Move Your Body on right. Discogs. And All right, stuff. right. Wow. But, um, and we were singing while Ryan was doing the mix. You know, right. so so never recorded that part of the vocals in on tape or anything like that. No, that was those were recorded with live on the fly. Live on the fly. Get out of here. Live on the fly. And and you know, when I do my shows, I use everything that we did. Right. And and that's why I always get the ladies involved in yeah, doing yeah. it. You got to move your head because that female's voice is on there. So and wow. they love it. I mean, they love it, man. They Get out of here. Right. So so doing this European tour, where where all the some of the countries or or states that you travel doing for the move your body? <clears throat> Well, that you that European tour that was just the UK. That was just, it was just in the UK, right? Okay. Yeah, um, we had nineteen, uh, nineteen dates in twenty one days. Right. Now, if I can talk about this crazy stuff, um, the particulars of that tour. Right. Uh, Larry Sherman sent this guy down to give us the particulars. Now, we were making fifteen hundred a show here in the states back then, right? Back then, yeah. right? We was making that. We started out making fifteen, right. but he got up. 3,000, 5,000 before I left. So we go down here. We met up at this pizza place up on Diversity and Broadway. We're getting 100 pounds a week to split. Between? Okay, we were the headlining act. It was three of us in the group. So that means at the end of three weeks, we was coming back with the less money. Wow. Which would have been $167. That's all I had to show for... 19 dates, three weeks gone away from home, 167 U.S. dollars. Wait, 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 wait. Are you serious? Mo, my right hand to God, okay? And uh, say, who set the, this tour up? This, Larry Sherman. This so, the tour that he intercepted. Uh, this the tour that so he intercepted. he must get the money in there. He got the money, okay. Right. So, now, we got a 15 pound per day per diem. Okay. Okay. But 100 pounds to split each group. So a couple of the guys, you know, he was down there buying slices of pizza. Right. So a couple of guys got done with their slice. Oh, um, can we get another slice? I say, hey, man. I say, order a whole pizza, man. I say, just order a whole pizza. Right. I say, let me just say something to you, man. I said, um, I, said I don't care what you pay these other acts for going over there. I said, but I'm telling you right now. On the house is not going for less than five hundred pounds a piece a week. Right, and that's that you was telling. This I'm telling the guy that the, the promoter, the, that. right? Okay. No, the guy that Larry sent oh, down the, okay. there. Okay, all right. I know his name, but I don't want to mention his name. 
Um, oh, he, he he's in the scene in Chicago? Yeah, he was on the scene back in the day. I don't even know if he's still living, though. But, oh, okay. All right, right. So I'm telling him, you know, 500 pounds a piece a week. Right. Okay. I'm like, go on with your meeting. So when we left, I asked Rudy and Marshall, I said, did you all see what I just did in there? Marshall, no, dude, what you just doing there? I said, I got us from 33 and a third pound a week to 500 pounds a week. I said, he didn't bat an eye. Right. I said, what is that telling you? I said, they're getting ready to make a killing off of us. Yeah. I said, they came over, they met us. If we don't show up at that tour, Larry's either gonna have to pay us our money or he's gonna have to get them promoters back their money. Right. Marshall. Oh, dude, I'm just going for the exposure. I said, you're going for the exposure while he makes all the money. I said, that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. I wasn't going, Mo. Right. Uh, guy that I knew, that knew about the tour, came by my house the night I was supposed to have been on the plane. Right. I was sitting at home looking at TV. Right. He was like, what you doing? Opened up my door and sat back down on my couch. He was like, what you doing? Right. I said, I'm looking at TV. He's like, ain't you supposed to be at the airport? Right. I said, I told you I'm not going on that. Oh, no, dude. No, don't miss this opportunity. Man, he just started grabbing my Because like I said, we was already going on the road, right, you know, right, on the East right, Coast. Right. My suitcases was already packed. He just started grabbing my suitcases, man. No, dude. Uh-uh. Don't let them go over there without you. Don't do this. Right. Put my stuff in his van, man. I used to stay on 79th in Indiana. Okay. He got me from 79th in the Dan Ryan to Earl Hare, man, like 20 minutes, man. He was flying. Right. I mean, he was flying. First person I saw when I got on the plane, Larry Sherman. Mm -hmm. Oh, look who decided to show up. Just looked. I said, man, shut up talking to me. Right. Second group of people I saw, and I'm not going to mention this other guy, but this was Marshall and Rudy. Right. The other guy that was talking to him said, man, I can sing all the dude's parts. Um. I looked at Marshall and Rudy. I said, man, y'all some pussies. And I went to my seat. Wait, wait, wait. He was going to sing your part. He was going to sing my parts. Oh, come on. Come on, Colonel. Who was this that was going to sing your part, man? Come on. Man. I don't even We might as well just say it now, man. Right. Okay. Well, he's deceased, man. That's why Okay, but who say. was going to sing it? Kevin Irvin. Ah. Get out of here. And he, he couldn't. People couldn't wait right. to get that spotlight. But the yeah. crazy part about it, Mo, the crazy part about it. Right. If it wasn't Curtis McClain on stage singing it, them house fans did not want to hear it. Right, you was right, going right. to get booed off the stage. It was a staple. Yeah, they knew you. You was going to get booed off the stage. Wow. And a lot of people got booed. Marshall got booed. Wow. I never asked Marshall how did that tour go, but right. the word, I got a call after the tour was over. Yeah. And I said, dude, I was tempted to call you every night to tell you to jump on the first thing smoking. Wow. Come over here, save your boy. He's going down in flames. He's on the verge of getting booed off the stage every night. Wow. Now, I'm like, I did it, you know, like I say, when I went to call his manager, when his manager hung up the phone on me and I was going to call him and say, wait a minute, hold on, dude. You know, what, what do you think this is? I said, right. but you know what? I'm going to let him see the hard way right. that it's not your name. It's not your manager. Right. It's the strength of Curtis McClain's performance on that stage. Right. He bombed. Mm. Do you think after that tour was over that he called me up and said, 
Come on, dude, this is your thing, man. Right. Come on, make your money. Never got a phone call. Oh my god! So that's when you left twenty years after that. No, I left. Okay. That, see, I left before that tour. Okay. And I'm like, okay, you know, I got to let right. You know, this idiot see that, right. you know, where the bread is buttered. Right. Everybody ate off of me, right. even his manager. Right. Everybody. That was the reason why everybody ate. Mm. Because we were being booked for shows. I was the reason. It was a following that I built. Right. The third week of December, Mo, it was lines four deep down the block and around the corner. People kind of get into venues to come see us perform Move Your Body. Wow. But you see Marshall's interviews, it's I, 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 and me, me, me. Never says us and we. Right. It was a non-factor, man. So after all these years and everything, did y'all ever reconcile each other? Or, no. Or, so you, I come back. Okay. I come back after 20 years. Right. Adonis. Now, anytime Adonis gets booked for a show, first thing he's going to do is drop my name. Right. This guy booked him for a show. He said, I can get you Curtis McLean. I was like, what? Right. He said, I can get you Curtis McLean. He said, get him. Mm. Booked me. Radio advertisements. First time I'd ever heard my name on the radio. Right. Curtis McLean coming to perform. You know, move your body, ride the rhythm, pledge control. So it was a guy that knows Marshall and his business partner that heard the, the ad. Right. And he said, hey, man, he said, is some cat getting ready to perform all of Marshall's songs? So his business partner was like, who is it? Said, I didn't catch his name. He said, listen to it again and find out who it is. Get back to me. Okay. Got back to him and said, some guy named Curtis McClain. He said, oh, really? He said, I don't care what you do. By hook or by crook, be at that show and get his number, right? Right. Which the guy wasn't at the show, but he knew somebody I knew. Okay. So they got in contact with me. So, oh, man, Marshall's been looking for you for the last five years. He wanted to do an album on you. Okay. I'm like, okay, because I was getting ready to come back anyway. Right. Now, what, what year was this? This was 2009. Okay. 2000. Right. 2008, okay. 2009. Okay. Right. Because they created a buzz. Right. You know, when they heard my name on the radio and right, stuff. Right, right. So they were like, oh, he's back. Nice. So he sent Marshall my number. And Marshall called me. And he was like, oh, man, dude, everything is going to be Curtis McLean this time. I'm like, okay, he's talking about we're going to do an album. Right. I'm like, okay. Never wanted to do redo movie about it. Never. He, right. I mean, even after five years, <coughs> excuse me, Mo, mm -hmm. after five years as I was doing movie about it, right. he was bugging me, talking about, man, let's redo. I said, man, we've done movie about it. Let's move on from that. Right. You know, every five years, oh, dude, let's do move, redo movie about it. So I'm thinking, okay, we're getting ready to do some new music. Right. He comes with this move your body. Didn't want to change the key. I'm like, dude, I cannot reach those notes the way I did back in 1985 right. and right. stuff. Change the key. Oh, no, dude, if we change the key. Dude, you have to learn how to be a producer to get a good product out there. Okay. Because it's not in the same key. Right. What you worried about is the performance right. of the track. Right. He didn't want to change it. So I'm in there in the studio. They had a studio at the crib. <clears throat> no ventilation, no air, period. <laughs> right. And I'm trying to belt out them vocals with no air in this room, man. Right. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I was getting frustrated. Okay. And I'm like, this guy's just unbelievable. 
Okay, so then now they wanted me to record their music. Okay. But when they saw me sit down at a keyboard and start banging out some 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 chops. Right. It was like, he don't need us. Mm. He don't need us. I mean, I was doing some hot stuff, Mo. Right. I was doing some hot stuff. What did they do? Start sabotaging and um trying to destroy my my projects and stuff. So I'm like, you know what? Wait, who tried to destroy your project? His people. Okay. Marshall right. Jefferson people. Right, yeah. Okay. And so I'm like, what is going on here? You know, now I didn't seek out them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because when I left house music in eighty nine, I vowed to never say gotta have house ever again in life. Wow. You know? And I started working on music and I wrote a song. Um, in fact, um, um, this brother from from the UK heard it and right. flipped out. Right. Harry played it for him. Harry Dennis. Harry Dennis played right. it for him. Uh, he was like, man, he's like, you know, Curtis McClain got some stuff, man, they ain't even released yet. Right. So he was like, let me hear some of it. I wrote this song called Mission, man. Okay. Man, Harry played Mission for him, man. Ian flipped out, man. He's like, is that promise to somebody? He said, you got to call Marshall. Call Marshall. He said, no. He said, that's available. He's like, I want that song, man. Nice. And I mean, and it was something that I wrote. Right. You know, but right. it was stuff that we did, man, that me and Rudy was working on. And anytime me and Rudy would like start up a project, right. Marshall would come in, get his hands on it and take it over and you know, just take it over. Right, you know? right. We had an intro that I came. I was always doing stuff, man, to make the show better. Right. And we had some downtime in the studio. And um, I told Rudy, I said, Rudy, I said, give me some chords. I say in the string mode. Right. Rudy hit him. I said, hold it, hold it, hold it. I said, now give me another chord. Marshall's, oh, you know that scene in, um, in um, was it Dream Girls? Whichever one where Eddie Murphy played the um, the Marvin Gaye type right, character. Right, 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 right. And they were standing there, they was working, at, they were sitting at the piano working on that track. I right. think it was something about some Cadillac hoop caps right, or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> and Eddie Murphy kept turning, looking like, and Marshall was like talking with the engineer and he kept looking over his shoulders. Man, he stopped talking to the engineer, came and got, but the track was so hot, man. Right. The first time we used it, we did the factory. Um, um, Valentine's Day of 1987. Okay. And that was the first time we used it. Every change of that intro, the crowd responded. Wow. Did that ever come out? We Well, we turned it into a song, but the album never came out. We wow. the, the, Actually, what we titled it was, um, I Want to Dance. Okay. And we said, I want to dance. I want to dance. It was hot, man. It right. was hot. Wow. We never came out with it, man. That's something we need to hear, we brother. Never came out with it, man. So but, let's let's fast forward to now. Okay. Now, how how's your relationship with Marshall right now? It's basically the same, man. Mm -hmm. Um you know, like I say, you know, as far as the music, Marshall's never had my back. He's never had my back, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh my goodness. Come on, Mo. I mean, everybody that he's worked with, you know who they are. Byron Stingley, C.C. Rogers, right. Kim Mazzell, Sleazy D, Hercules, Paris Breitlich. Why don't nobody know who Curtis McLean is? Right. Wow. 
Nobody I, knows who Curtis McLean I, I is. I think people do know who Curtis no, is. No, and you know why they know now, Mo? Yeah. It's because that show, when I got booked, when I came back. Wow. Marshall came to town, you know, from the UK, and he would, you know, his business partner would basically let us use his car. Right. When Marshall was in town. Right. So we was dropping him off at work. And one of, the, one of his co-workers, he said, is the house head, right? Yeah. He said, oh, man, he's like, this guy here loves Hispanic guy. Oh, this guy loves house music, right? Right. So they both get out their car at the same time. So his business partner say, yeah, your boys is in the car here. So the Hispanic dude, like, like, what are you talking about? Right. So Marshall was sitting in the front seat, and um, he's like, that's Marshall Jefferson. Uh-huh. Guy looked at him. Man, what's, what's happening, man? <laughs> He said, that's Curtis McClain in the back seat. What? 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 <laughs> Me and Marshall just busted up, started laughing. He was like, right. he was like, man, dude. I said, hey man, I've been networking, man. I'm yeah. like, I'm letting people know in Chicago who I am and what I did. Well, man, I think people know around the world who you are, brother. So I, I don't want you to take that away from you. Um, you are the voice of Move Your Body. Right. Uh, people know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you guys, did you ever try to do something on Marshall's new album that's on Ultra Records? Yeah, another version of Move Your Body. I know it's another uh, another right. version of Move Your Body. And um, so, y'all, see, y'all didn't work on anything else. Yeah, but here's the thing, Mo. Okay. And, and, you know, it's like I listen to things that people say to me, right? Okay. Oh, dude, I'm over in the, um, in the UK. I'm working on the 10 City album. Oh, dude, come put something on my album. Right. See, you saying all the wrong words to me. You should be saying, dude, we get ready to work on the Curtis McLean album. Right. You know? I'm like, dude, I'm like, I got my music that I want to put out. Right. I'm, I'm not going to fill your album up with my music. Right. You I can put, put it on your, my own you album. Put your own album. Okay. Exactly. So I'm like, you know, how long do you think we're going to do this? Right, right. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. I mean, come on, man. You know, you've used me from day one. Wow. I mean, every dime yeah. he makes. My hand is in there somewhere. Ugh. Co-signing to get that equipment. Right. The music that he was creating. I made that possible for him. Right. DJ. He wasn't a DJ till he met me. Right. Got him into DJ. My vocals. Yeah. Everybody think those are his vocals. Right. So. Yeah. Every dime he makes. Right. My hand is in there. Right. But you think that he would say, man. Dude did all of this, never got his recognition. Right. Whenever I get a dime, let me share a piece of it with him. Right, right, right. Never right. that. Well, that's why I'm trying to give you flowers, brother, because... Um, Thank you, bro. I appreciate, I appreciate work, man. man. I appreciate I, your voice. Um, your record is the one that got me hyped into doing music right. and being a DJ, being a producer. Um, one of my all-time favorites. Um, I remember you, that man. when I was a shorty. Right. And um, that memory, man, will stay with me forever. And right. it would, like, like I said, I, I wanted you on here to tell your story, right? Um, your perspective. Right. Nobody else can say anything that well. Curtis feel this way. Curtis like that. No, that's why you're on here. Right. So you can speak your mind. And speak thank your you truth. For, for allowing me to do this, Mo. Right. Because, like I say, I mean, you know, a lot of times, man, this stuff gets bottled up in me, man, and right. I get frustrated when I try to talk to people. Yeah. And they're not trying to hear what I'm saying. It's right. like they're condoning 
you know, nobody said, are you serious? Wow, that's messed up. Yeah, I, They I mean, make I excuses the, for him. Yeah, I never knew the stories, right. man. So. They make excuses for him, man. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you know, right. um, this brother's cute. Mike, hit, uh, Adonis called me and right. told me this. He said, Adonis called me up one night. He said, man, Mike Hitman Wilson was talking about you in his interview. I said, what was Mike talking about? He said, Mike said, Curtis McClain should be a millionaire today. He right. said, move your body, did everything for Marshall, but did nothing for him because nobody knew who he was. Mm. And that was because his name all over the label. Right. So if you're a promoter right. and you're looking for the artist, who do you look for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look for Marshall Jefferson. Right, right, right. Nobody knows who Curtis McClain was. Nobody was seeking me out because nobody knew I did it. Wow. And this is the thing I tried to explain to him. I cannot get booked if somebody knows that I, if they don't know that I did it. Correct, correct. I cannot get booked. Right. And he took the credit for everything that On the House did. Never mentioned Rudy's name. Right. Rudy's, if you go to Discogs, Discogs is the outlet where it's supposed to be informative about right. who was involved was in involved, the project. Right. Give you all the credits, right. Three people's names is on Move Your Body on Discogs. Mm. His, Lito's, and Ron Hardy's. Nothing with you as a lead vocalist or anything. Now, Adonis went in there and put that in. Right. He put in Curtis McClain lead vocals uncredited. Right, right. But he didn't mention Rudy. He didn't mention Tom. But I think it's one version on that that he mentioned everybody because he put his girl's name in there. Um, right. The one where they did the, you got to right, move right, your... Right, right. That version. Okay. Her name is in there. Okay. You know? But... Well, man, I, I brother, I pray... That everything goes well with you, man. Um, I, I I just pray that you guys get together and try to work it out. We don't know. Oh, what we, you know what, Mo? We cool just right. the way we is, no, man. No, no, I I, I am cool I with you know. Like I, I say, you. I'm cool. You know, right. hey, I I see him now. I yeah. know who he is. Right. So I'm not shocked by anything. Right. right. You know. So I mean, I'm hey, keep doing your thing, brother. <laughs> yeah. I got something. Well, we for can't you. wait to hear your new music, brother. Oh, yeah. I know you got some stuff coming out. Oh yeah. Um, I can't wait, man. Thank you for being on the show, brother. Thank you for I having really me, Mo. It, I man. appreciate you, brother. Everybody's everything, everything, house music and more. Click the button, hit subscribe, hit the notification button so you can get all the new episodes. And Curtis, I'm saying this right now. I love you, brother. Thank I you love you, Mo. This, My Aries brother, y'all. Hey, there you go, brother. Mojo. Hey, peace Maurice out, Joshua. <laughs> love you, brother. Love you, brother. Peace. All right, man.